podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey Cobbers, from the land down under. This is the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes. Brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along. This is another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily. Thanks to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of these podcasts. Snapping up the right mortgages for you. Blue Croc Money on Twitter. I am delighted to say he was only on a few weeks ago. I'm joined again by Richard Mann of the Sporting Life. We talked back then about the Sri Lanka against England Test Series. Today, we are talking all about the Big Bash, the playoffs and beyond. And uh, towards the end of the podcast, we'll also be sticking up our favourite bets as we go through the finals of this Big Bash Richard, welcome back. Hi, James. Thanks for having me again. It's uh, it's a bit of a change of pace now, isn't it, with a big bash from the Test Series? But uh, yeah, I think as we said last week, we, we're very lucky out we as cricket fans at the moment. We seem to be having plenty of cricket all the time. To be honest, I don't know what I'd do if we didn't have cricket at the moment. <laughs> um, so it's uh, yeah, it's a, a real joy to have cricket all over the place at the moment. Very quick word on the Test Series, England winning 2-0. I'm 1-0 up in our little uh, competition here. We both went for Don Best to be the leading wicket taker, 7-2, tick. I also had Joe Root and I as my uh, leading English batsman and I think he might have won that absolute landslide he batted really well I mean I went with Joss Butler didn't I who actually played pretty well through the series I thought but Root was just magnificent such a colossal figure now in that batting lineup, and with a big 12 months ahead for England we just hope he can build on this the only worry for me is he scored such a big percentage of England's runs they need a few of the others to stand up if they're going to win in India or get close in India they need some of that the rest of that batting order to score big two yeah I think I think if you take a positive view on it though I mean you can say that you've got Stokes definitely to come back into that your best top six if you like and probably Ollie Pope as well so the fact that England were able to go to Sri Lanka foreign conditions are lost both tosses as well, which is usually a massive disadvantage out there and, and still were able to win. I mean, really positive signs. I don't want to speak too soon, but I feel that this England side are on the up now and, and fingers crossed they can carry that momentum forward. Let's get into the big bash then. We've seen 56 group games in Australia. It's stretched on a long time, it has to be said. I, I said on one of the podcasts recently that I think uh, a lesson to be learned by a lot of these T20 competitions is um, sometimes less is more. Just by virtue of the fact there's a game every day for 10 years, it doesn't necessarily mean that people are going to have the patience to watch all of them. How do, you, how do you rate that? Do you think 56 group games plus then the playoffs is just a little bit too much? I mean, it's a long old slog, isn't it? There's no doubt about that. And just having five sides now sort of in the finals, I mean, really, they could they could get rid of one of those games, couldn't you? You could just have top two and, and then third and fourth. They seem to have eked out an extra game there for no real reason. I mean, even just if, if we had more double headers, so we could get the tournament yeah. wrapped up a little bit quicker. I mean, we've seen double, well, three games today. I'm not I'm not saying we need that, but the weekends have been having having two matches, and that seems fine. And you could probably shave a week or so off the event. But I think you know, in a week or so's time or two weeks' time, we'll probably be wondering what to do with ourselves in the morning. So we may be near to the end now, but I think we'll miss it sure enough. 
I think we'll be okay. There's a certain little test series between India and England coming up, and then it's the IPL. So there's plenty to look forward to if you're a cricket fan at the moment. But the yeah, the Big Bash I think has been great. I mean, one of the things the Big Bash can kind of sort of jump back in with in terms of a defence of their their system is that 56 group games, as I say, 55 and a half of those all had something on them, didn't they? There weren't any dead rubbers in that competition. No, and I think. I mean, talk until the cows come home about the rule changes, but I definitely think the the big bash boost point has really given another dimension to the matches. I, I've quite enjoyed that. I really like the surge. I, th- I think it's a really good initiative. I think it makes captains think on the feet more from both sides as well, from the batting team. And I think ending the power play after four overs brings an opportunity for, for wrist spinners to come into the game earlier. Quite often, they have to wait till the seventh over. You see that with Rashid Khan. He has to wait till the seventh over until he comes on with the fields out. Um, but now you can bring them on after five overs. I, I think that's been a really positive thing. The X-Factor sub, it's enough for me. I'm, I'm not a fan of, to be honest. I, I don't like this idea that a side that doesn't have a lot of balance can sort of beef up after 10 overs, can beef up their lineup. I think the better balanced side should be rewarded. Um, so that it's enough for me on that score, but I do like uh, the surge and, and the big bash boost point. They can go on to judges' houses or whatever the uh, the advancement <laughs> will be. I, I agree with you. I think that the two things you mentioned that are success, I, I agree. Uh, I think the X-Factor, I think one of my um, reasons for that and I, I've had this right from the start of the tournament and nothing I've seen has changed that is I think one of the, the big factors of a cricket match is that you look at the pitch you look at your opposition you pick your best 11 and if you get that right you've got a very good chance of winning if you get it wrong you shouldn't be able to get a, a kind of bailout clause halfway through the game No I agree and, and there was a match earlier in the tournament um, Chris Lynn coming back from injury they clearly didn't think he was fit enough for 40 overs the heat fielded first 10 overs I think it was Coonham and Bold then he was subbed out for Chris Lynn who basically stood at square leg for 10 overs they hid him in the field and then he came out and batted on one leg and blasted it everywhere I mean it was great fun and they went on and won the game but I just watched it and I didn't think that was quite right if he wasn't fit enough to be in the starting 11 I just didn't like the fact that he was basically able to miss half of the fielding innings and then come out and just bat on one leg In changing times like these make a change yourself buy your own home Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first-time buyer deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite. They're just straight-talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. Looking at the tournament as a whole then, we've seen uh, some pretty good games. There's been a few, I think, certainly towards the start, it was a little bit disappointing in terms of the, the close between some of the teams in the early stages but as you say three games on Tuesday saw the culmination of the group stages the Sydney Sixers finishing top of the pile on 36 points Perth Scorchers 32 Sydney Thunder 31 Brisbane Heat uh, winning their final game to jump up into the top five on 29 and Adelaide Strikers just managing to cling on had a nervous final day after losing their match on the penultimate day of the competition had to watch the other games but neither Hobart Hurricanes Melbourne Stars could take advantage of that and they joined the Melbourne and Renegades on their way home. How about Hurricanes, Melbourne Stars, Melbourne Renegades? Not a good time for Melbourneites, is it? I mean, it's the first time in 10 years neither side has made the uh, the latter stages of the big bash. How about Melbourne, Melbourne, the right teams to go away? I think so. I mean, we've just talked about how long this, this tournament runs for and I think, and, and we've not had a lot of rain interrupted matches as well, I think the cream generally rises to the top in, in these tournaments. And I think if you look particularly at the top three, the Sixers, Perth and Sydney Thunder, I would say they've been the best best three sides in the tournament. I think the Sixers have been the most consistent. 
I'm not sure they've played the best cricket yet, but they've been able to consistently grind out results. I think Perth, after a disastrous start, have shown their class and have gone on a terrific run. And then the Thunder, I put them up at the start of the tournament, actually, and, and I'm frustrated they've not finished in the top two. They went on a really good run. But I think third is probably fair enough for them because I think their best cricket has been probably the best cricket played throughout the whole tournament, but their worst has, has been pretty bad, actually. Yeah. They lost on Sunday to the strikers at what should have been a, a very comfortable run chase and poor shot Usman Khawaja Callum Ferguson that really set up the collapse they went and beat the strikers a day later to, to book their place in the finals but I think their inconsistency their B game if you like isn't quite good enough and I think the Sixers and Perth in one and two they're probably the right two top two they, they now obviously get two cracks at the final and I think that's fair enough I'm quite pleased with my pre-tournament bets that I, I stuck up I had four bets and I actually would be quite confident of all four of them had I not made a mistake of thinking that Rashid Khan was there all the way through the tournament because he He's got 16 wickets, but he's already playing in another series elsewhere in the world. But my other three bets, I was, I like you, I looked at the bookies' odds prior to the tournament, and Sydney Thunder were the eighth choice for most of the bookies to win the Big Bash this time. But um, rather than have them to win it, it wasn't quite that adventurous. I had them to finish in the playoff positions, so they've obliged with that by finishing in third. I also had Perscorches to win, um, and they're obviously very much still in the hunt. And I had Alex Hales. I found 25 to 1 on Alex Hales to be the leading run scorer in the competition and at the moment Alex Hales is 81 runs ahead of uh, second place Josh Felipe of the Sydney Sixers standing a very good chance of landing that 25 to 1 for me was anything else that you had on your coupon prior to the tournament other than the thunder well I'm actually I'm with you with Alex Hales I've, I've sort of been nervously watching I was nervously watching his innings yesterday once he got a start just wanting him to go on and try and get some runs in the bank and then Felipe obviously failed this morning which was great so fingers crossed he can get the job done I see they're still betting actually on that market and Hills is one to three so I think if we don't uh, don't win from here we'd, we'd be right to curse our luck I put the thunder up at the start I, I went for them at tens I've also 11 to two or nine to two for them to make the final again so I'm, I'm frustrated that they haven't finished in the top two but look they're, they're still in it they can still win it of course but I do think the Sixers and Perth they look the strongest two teams now and I think they are in poor position well, let's have a look at the way um, this big bash sets itself up now the five team structure for the finals sees a rather I'm going to say convoluted it's like when, you, when you see one of those um, flow charts it's actually quite easy to follow um, but it's hard to explain it on audio so I'll try my best it starts off with uh, the eliminator which is uh, the fourth against fifth place sides in the competition basically face off in, in a knockout game so that means that we'll have the Brisbane Heat taking on the Adelaide Strikers in the first game of the playoffs then the second game sees the qualifier which has the top two sides taking on each other the winner of that goes straight through to the final so the sixes against the scorchers the winner goes straight through the final the advantage of finishing in the top two is highlighted by the fact the loser of that game gets another bite at the cherry and then we move on to the knockout which sees the the winner of the fourth the fifth which is the first game of the uh, of the group stages to play the sydney thunder who have finished in third then the winner of that game progresses to play the loser of the qualifier so whoever drops out of that first versus second game drops down to play either the heat strike or the Thunder in the what they call the Challenger. The winner of that then goes through to play either the Sixers or the Scorchers. 
in the final. That might make sense, or it might not do. It's quite complicated. But <laughs> we, uh, we got there in the end. So we've got five games basically left to find out who wins uh, the big bash. How, how do you see that structure? I mean, in the IPL, they have four in the final. We've already talked about the number of teams that have come through from the big bash, and it does seem rather ludicrous that after playing 56 games, you only lose three of the eight. In terms of the structure, it is basically the, the same format as in the IPL, except it starts off with the fourth versus fifth to go through to the next round. I, th- I think we're both in agreement. We've probably got a, a team too many in the finals really I think the top four like what they're doing in the IPL that seems to be the way to go I mean it seems quite ridiculous that a side could, that could finish fourth or, well a side that could finish fifth could still go on and win the competition I mean credit to them if they manage to do that and go on and win all these knockout matches but uh, it just seems like overkill to me I think I think we know by now who the who the best sides in the competition are and it's just a, a case of sort of watching our showpiece matches if you like so it's too much for me but maybe that's something they'll look at next year it's quite quite a stretch though isn't it for the heat of the strikers to win that eliminator go through to the knockout win that then go through to the challenger win that and then go through to the final and win that they need to win four games in succession now to lift the trophy I mean the heat's come in in fairly decent form but it's a big ask isn't it whereas whoever wins the qualifier the game between the first and second has to win two games to win the final. Yeah, it's a massive ask. And I suppose I'm, I'm sort of contradicting myself there. I'm saying they don't deserve to win it. But if you can win four knockout games in a row, then fair play, you probably do deserve it. I think, I suppose with the Heat, they're on a little bit of a surge now, aren't they? Chris Lynn's back fully fit. They seem to have more balance in their batting. So they could easily go on a run. And But you just think that their bowling would leave them susceptible somewhere along the way. Um, and they're probably the other way with the strikers, actually an excellent attack. But I, I can't. I imagine that their batting can win them four games in a row. Thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of these Big Bash dailies. Remember, the housing market is still open, so if you're looking to take advantage of the stamp duty holiday, you're going to need a snappy solution. If your question is, what's the right mortgage for me? The answer is bluecrocodile.co.uk. Let's take a quick look at the the batting and the bowling, how it stands at the moment in terms of the most runs in the competition. As I say, Alex Hales, 535 runs so far for the Thunder. Josh Felipe in second. He's on 454. They're then followed by Ben McDum on 402. He's been eliminated. Uh, Marcus Stoinis is on 396. He's been eliminated. Callum Ferguson um, is a teammate of Alex Hales at the Thunder. He's on 380. And Jason Roy then 352 for the Scorchers. And then Darcy Short, 345. He's been eliminated. So one of the things about these kind of competitions is that we, we said goodbye to a few guys that have done very well there but that again strengthens the the claims of people like Hales and Felipe who have got a little bit of a, a cushion at the top of that chart and Ben McDermott and Stoinis just below them are, are already kind of going home. Yeah, absolutely. And, and another name to throw in there is, is Chris Lynn. I mean, if he hadn't missed those, those four games with that hamstring niggle, he, he would possibly be leading right now. And, and we've just talked about that the Heat need to win um, four matches to win this competition. If they manage to even play two or, or three, he would have a real chance of going close if he continued the form. Obviously, Alex Hales and Felipe, they get another, another go as well. But I think there's a potential for Heat to play more matches if they're going to go and win this competition. So that might give Chris Lynn a little bit of a sneaking chance for all Alex Hills. He's, he's clearly in pole position with that big lead. 
On the bowling side of things then, Richard, uh, John Richardson, there's 27 wickets. He's five clear at the top. Perth Scorchers man. Stichetti from the Brisbane Heats there on 22. So both those still involved. So is um, Tanvir Sanga from the Sydney Thunder who's taken 21 wickets. Wes Agar from the Strikers still around as well on 21. Um, Nathan Ellis has gone home. He's on 20. The Hobart Hurricanes man. Ben Dwarshes from the Sydney Sixers is on 19. And uh, Zampa is on his way on 19 as well. So John Richardson, there's no surprise in the market uh, on bet three six five for him that you know he's one to twelve hot favourite to uh, to win the top bowler at the big bash. Stiketti's nine to one, Agar's ten to one, and Tanvir Sanga fourteens. If any of those were to come through, yeah, I mean you need Jai Richardson to basically stop taking wickets and somebody else to really start doing well. Stiketti possibly the the most likely there with the Brisbane Heat. If the Brisbane Heat go on the run, as we said, they could play um, a number of games there if they if they win a few. He could, I suppose, come through, couldn't he? Which makes him possibly at nine to one a little bit interesting. Yeah, he'd probably be the one actually because I you know the heat have used him almost exclusively at the Darthies. That's how he's picked up his win uh, his wickets. You know, his economy rate's not great. He's going for plenty, but they clearly trust him at the death. That's where he gets his wickets. Jay Richardson, obviously the standout, he's he's just been magnificent. He's he's fully fit again now. And I think he'll he'll look at these next few games and think if he can lead Perth to, to victory, he'll really put his name in the hat for the Australia tour to South Africa in a couple of months. I mean, I can't believe he won't be knocking on the door for a place in that test side now, particularly given and how Mitchell Stark struggled against India. So you'll see that as a big opportunity. I suppose the negative for him now is I think people have had a good enough look at him to realise that to stop Perth, you probably need to stop Richardson. You need to you need to stop him making those those crucial early breakthroughs. So I suppose you could have a, a, a point where teams just look to sit on him now, make sure he doesn't leave the games with a haul of wickets. Someone like Steckerty could catch him up, but albeit they've, they've got plenty of work to do. The likes of um, Richardson, as you say, and Stachetti and Wesley Gar, AJ Tight, etc., who have had decent big bashes. I mean, we've seen with England, they're starting to rest and rotate. You know, they might not otherwise have had a chance with Australia in normal times, but that chance is possibly with bubbles and, and COVID fatigue and all the rest of it. The chances for Richardson are maybe a bit increased, aren't they, too? Yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and someone like Wesley Gar, he would have been nowhere near the conversation a, a year ago and I, I looked at him a few years ago and he looked v- very average really up and down medium pace but he's put on a yard of pace he's got a sharp bouncer um, Bo's a good Yorker and particularly for the for the for the Australian white ball teams I wouldn't have thought he'd be far away from the conversation Jai Richardson to me he, he looks a real class actor and looking looking towards the ashes at the end of the year If it, I'd be very surprised if he's not in the mix for that Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. (laughs) 
I'm going to give you a chance to uh, come back at me. I've beaten you in the Sri Lanka England series, and now we're going to have 30 units each to use to put up our best bets for the remainder of this Big Bash 10 competition. You can spend your 30 on anything you like. It can be the outright markets, top batsman, top bowler, or you can even delve into the uh, the match markets that are available for the first two games of the playoffs if you wish to. I'm going to let you start though, Richard. You can pick your first one. The first match on, on, on Friday, Pitts Brisbane Heat against the Adelaide Strikers. And for all the heat have gone on a run and they're very dangerous and the sort of side who can take a big scalp, I still worry about them a little bit under pressure in a, in a knockout match. And I just think Adelaide who've been there and done that, they've got an, an exceptional pace attack. Peter Siddle, Nisa, Wesega, we've obviously spoke about. Dan Wall can swing the new ball. He'd probably look to get at Chris Lynn early. And I just think I'd like to back Adelaide's bowlers who are even money uh, with Bet365 and I I think for sort of 20 points, I'd, I'd, I'd bank of them, I'd laid, to be honest. Oh, wow. So I think I'll... I know, I know, I'm going big and hard. It's like, it's like you're I, going all in at a poker table here. Yeah, well, you know, it was Ian Chappell, I think, who, who once said that it's it's bowlers who win matches and you, you look at the quality of the attacks through the tournament and for all Adelaide's batting, he's, no doubt he's weak. I think their bowling attack is very good. And I think one thing that might hurt Brisbane as well is that Swepson's back in the side, very good leg spinner, but he comes up against an Adelaide striker's batting lineup that has got three or four left-handers in that top five. So I think someone like Swepson it's at a massive disadvantage straight away. Labashain's bowled very well again, but he's another leg spinner. Um, so I think Adelaide's left-handers will really enjoy that as well. I think they have a lot in their favour in this one. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you know what? I fancied the heat to win that. It's a game of opinions, James. <laughs> this is what makes it great, isn't it? This is what makes Absolutely. tournaments like this fantastic because you never quite know. Right then, I'm going to come up with my first bet. There is a market for name the finalists. Per Scorchers and Sydney Sixers are the favourites to appear together and um, the teams that finish first and second they're 10 to 11 Sydney Sixers to play the Sydney Thunder is 11 to 2 but my bet is going to go on Perth Scorchers to be taking on Sydney Thunder I think Perth will beat the Sydney Sixers and I think Sydney Thunder will win their game too to make it through to the final so that is 5 to 1 and I'm going to stick 10 of my units on that for a Scorchers against Thunder final and if it goes that way as well there'll be a Sydney Dark be in the semi-final and they're effectively the semi-final um, as the Sixers take on the Thunder but I reckon the Thunder just about got the edge on the Sixers at the moment I reckon the Thunder can come through and appear in the showpiece so that's 10 of my units there and seeing as you've already spent 20 I might as well catch up <laughs> with you I'm going to go with what we just talked about there I mean Joy Richardson massively favourite 1-12 to 12 to uh, be the leading bowler in the big bash but Stichetti if Brisbane Heat do go on a little bit of a run as I say I do fancy them to beat the Strikers which would obviously scupper your bet but even better from my point of view if that happens Stichetti just a little bit of a nibble I'm going to just put five units on Stichetti to be the leading big bash bowler he has got a bit of ground to make up but he's nine to one and I think that's a reasonably attractive price on Stichetti to come through and just take the most wickets in this tournament All right you've got ten points left Richard yeah I'm, I'm going to go with the name the finalists as well I think you know I was looking at this market actually last night and the, the sixers were two to one and they've, they've trimmed in now a little bit just don't see quite enough value there but I, I just love love how the Sixers get the job done they seem to just find a way I'm convinced they haven't played the best cricket yet and they, they still find themselves comfortably in the top two so I think we'll make the final I'm a big Sydney Thunders fan as well albeit I'm not sure they're, they're quite hard enough if you like to win it so I'm going to go on all Sydney final I'm going to go Sixers against the Thunder at 11-2 to I just think the Thunder with Alex Hales going well and Callum Ferguson they're probably going to be good enough to get themselves there I think the Sixers are going to win it myself but um, I'm 
don't want to take 13 to 8, so I'll, I'll take 11 to 2 for an all Sydney final. And how many of your remaining 10s going to go on that? I'll go all 10. I'll go all in. Oh, blimey, he's adventurous today. It's a brand new year and it's time to get your finances in order. Is your mortgage deal ending in the next six months? It's time to use bluecrocodile.co.uk to snap up a new deal. Blue Crocodile will search the market to get you the cheapest possible deal. The people to visit are the best mortgages for you. Bluecrocodile.co.uk I'm going to go into uh, the match markets now. We, we obviously know the, the teams that are in the first two games. I'm going to play two man of the match markets here. Chris Lynn has, has been instrumental. I mean, he is their talisman. He is so important to them. Lava Shane's obviously come in as well and shored up that middle order. And as you said, bowls a decent leg spin. But I think with player of the match markets in T20 games, you can get some serious value. Chris Lynn is the favourite. He's six to one. So I'm going to stick eight of my units on Chris Lynn to be the player of the match in that game for the Brisbane Heat against the Strikers. And then if we uh, jump ahead to the other game that we have identified as knowing the personnel in, um, Sydney Sixers taking on the Perth Scorchers there. I have already said, I fancy the Perth Scorchers. And obviously with these kind of games, the player of the match usually goes, a player on the team that wins the game. I think Jason Roy has just started to look like he's getting used to cricket again. I think ever since the World Cup final and he then got thrust into a few test matches and he was completely out of his depth in that, he lost a little bit of his mojo and his white ball form suffered as well. But as this big bash has continued, he's started to get a little bit better, in, in my opinion. He started to look as if he got a little bit more rhythm, look as if he's the Jason Roy of old. He's sixth in the ladder on 352 runs, quite a way behind Alex Hales. And that's a little bit of a play within the play. Should Hales play for England or should Jason Roy continue? Jason Roy, he's eight to one to be the player of the match for the uh, Perth Scorchers against the Sixers. So just to recap then, 30 units apiece. Richard, strikers are even money, 20 units. Sixers and the Thunder to appear in the final, 10 units at 11 to two. And James, me, Scorchers against Thunder final, five to one, 10 of my units on that. Stichetti to be the top bowler of the tournament, five units and eight units on Chris Lynn for the Brisbane Heat against the Adelaide Strikers to be player of the match at six to one. And seven units on Jason Roy at eight to one to be the player of the the match for the Perth Scorchers against the Sydney Sixers. So that concludes our little bit of a, a game there on this podcast, this Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily. Just one final point, Richard, in terms of kind of global T20s, I guess. We started off by being a little bit critical, saying it's too long, etc. There's no doubt there's been a lot of entertainment in this Big Bash as well. Where do you think it ranks overall in the greater scheme of T20 competitions around the world? The IPL, I think, is probably still leader. Is it still second place, do you think, the Big Bash? That's a very good question. Yeah, I think we're in a agreement that the IPL is, is still king. I, I would say it's still number two. I, I'd be interested to, to see to see how the blast goes this summer. I think we saw some good cricket in the blast last year and you look at Nottinghamshire obviously went on and won it and you look at two of those guys Dan Christie and Jake Ball from Knotts they're now in the Sixers lineup. they're just about favourite to win it so and Alex Hales as well yeah. they could easily be contesting the final there so that's the, the, the cream of our T20 if you like and they're going over to the big bash and they're dominating Alex Hales has, has been the best player so far and um, certainly from a batting point of view so I think we, we 
we're quick to criticise the English game and the English T20 Blast, but if you look at the cricketers that it's produced, and I throw Joffre Archer in there, I mean, he's taken this competition by storm in the past. Obviously, a star of the IPL, but, it, you know, he learned his trade with Sussex as well. So I don't think ours is as bad as um, some people would like to make out, and I'm looking forward to it again this year. I'd still have the big bash ahead at the moment, but I think the, the Blast is closing in. Well, there we go then. That's our playoff preview for the uh, remainder of Big Bash 10. There are five games in the playoffs, five teams remaining as they go through to that final on the 6th of February. Richard Mann of The Sporting Life, thank you very much indeed for joining me again. Thanks for having me, James. Thank you, everybody out there for listening. Thanks to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their continued support of these Big Bash dailies. I've been James, the Cricket Badger, and I'll see you again tomorrow. Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.